Tom Brady claims his cameo at a massage parlor on Netflix wasn't a dig at Patriots owner Bob Kraft. Adding, look, nobody is perfect. Plus, Bob only uses older happy enders knowing they weren't yanked off the boat yesterday. Can I get a holla for making Tom Brady infinitely funnier beyond his wildest fucking dreams? I don't care if Doug Ellen is writing him dialogue and entourage or not. Holla! Thank you very much! Remember last year when Beyonce sat out the national anthem during the Super Bowl? When J-Lo put her kids in fake news cages and banged a stripper pole hoping Ben Affleck would drunk dial her again? Can I get a holla for Saturday special? Hey, Lord, I know it's my day of rest, but it's all material. So I didn't completely drain my brain, and it's for a greater cause, which is to provide some entertainment, which you know the Super Bowl halftime show will not be providing this year. Holla. Thank you very much. Meanwhile, this time last year, on Sunday, the Queen of England is watching the Super Bowl on the telly. Two gin and tonics in and says to a royal bartender, and I thought Meghan Markle was a royal pain in the ass. John Mulaney lives. Holla. Thank you very much. Jay-Z, of course, sat out the National Anthem 2 during the Super Bowl last year. Because back in the VIP room before the game, Jeff Ross busted his ball saying, Hey, Jay, don't you think child separation could be a good thing? I mean, look how you turned out. Plus, if Coco never got separated from his parents, he never would have become a mini Los Lobos in the making. Can I get a holla for raising the roof long time, all the time? You can only hope to contain a tsunami of gold gemry, hilarity, nonstop. Holla. Thank you very much. <laughs> Actually giving a shit about Jay Cutler. Fuck Jay Cutler's wife for divorcing him because he just wants to hang out with his three kids on their Tennessee farm and enjoy the fruits of his labor. The man was freezing his balls off in Chicago forever, getting his head bashed in while the NFL settled out of court and cut Colin Kaepernick the largest unemployment check ever recorded. (laughs) But your husband is no longer motivated enough for you because he doesn't want to do broadcasting for the NFL and do his Best sad sack Troy Aikman impersonation. Ah, thank you very much. I've said it before and I've said it again. Colin Kaepernick has a fake news fro. Have you ever seen a biracial afro that large before? Slash from Guns N' Roses. Tried to grow it out and it was a total flop. Lenny Kravitz, another biracial Hebrew, could ever make the fro bounce that way. Holla. Thank you very much. My dad pushing eventual peewee football on his grandson is another example of him trying to make me bow down to his authoritative opinion, which makes me think he's the one with brain trauma from feeding his head with too much acid at Woodstock. Because if I bowed down to this belabored, weak-ass pitch command request, I would have shied away from doing political material during my speech in my younger brother's wedding when I said to his old pal from boarding school, Care from Canada, make yourself at home and hit somebody. 
So Jim Carrey can paint you as an all right goon on the loose in Charlottesville with a tiki torch in hand, looking like an angry, rejected extra from the Sears catalog in 89. Warren Zevon lives! Ha! Thank you very much! My son asked, Daddy, why do you get so annoyed by Harry Potter movies again? I say, it's too many English accents for me to handle at once. I can handle Ricky Jarvez hosting the Golden Globes every other year, but that's it. I'd watch a reboot of the Harry Potter franchise with renewed interest if Russell Brand played Voldemort as a coked-out dark prince of stone or metal who snorted his nose off because he needed a perpetual boost out of the dark gallows of crippling depression for birthing such a pure-blooded, unhuggable cunt like Kelly Osborne, who killed off fashion police prematurely after teaming up with trans Chucky forever. Joe lives! Holla! Thank you very much! I love Dolly Parton. Her songs, too. Still, Dolly Parton's statement to Billboard magazine this past summer felt forced off for me. She says, And of course, Black Lives Matter. Do we think our little white asses are the only ones that matter? No. Is this semi-fiery, no-nonsense sentiment on brand for the only musical artist to have scored a hit on the Billboard Top 10 for five decades in a row? Has her magnetic cleavage withstood the erosion of time? Still, I can't shake off the feeling that this trailblazing wildflower of the finest kind who's been in an open marriage with her husband forever, by the way, hey now, is capable of articulating more than the obvious fact that black men like skinny white asses do because they don't discriminate against booty. Whoopi Goldberg excluded. Even if the brother man just got out of Folsom prison and lost a bet to Suge Knight in the can. Holla! Thank you very much! Ensuring genius never becomes toxic. Nothing is worse than being reminded. You're not as smart as others, especially if it's your younger brother. I've never had this problem because my younger brother asked my mother questions such as, is the St. Louis Arch like the Eiffel Tower? In a pathetic, feeble, half-hearted flail stab at trying to show genuine interest and another one of her blood-faced, draining, historical site overviews from her trip cross-country back to Arizona last summer. <laughs> Yesterday afternoon, my five-year-old son, baby brother, Archer USA, won the Winter Bouquet Dorman Contest over his eight-year-old big sister by unanimous decision. I'm not going to read this. <laughs> I'm stopping my flow. I'm taking a break. I had no idea the Super Bowl was tomorrow. That's how much I don't care. <laughs> Ever since democracy died, I've cut myself off from all news. I wasn't watching ESPN in the first place, and I had no idea. I literally had to Google who was going to be in the Super Bowl. I didn't even know until I got in a conversation with my local uh, pizza guy, Frank, from Queens, who I love. And I made it very clear. I'm like, listen, he's like, who are you rooting for? I said, I'm a Giants fan. You know, I was always a Giants fan. I firmly believe that Eli Manning is a bigger pimp than Tom Brady. He ruined his shot of perfection. 
I don't give a fuck that Tom Brady's married to Giselle. Big deal. She's 80 in model years. Ah, thank you very much. And that uppity lisp isn't winning her any popularity contests either. Ah, thank you very much. Yeah. So, and, I, and I'm talking to Frank at Frank's Pizzeria. And I said, it turns out he was a also a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Because he had a, a really good friend from like back in the 70s that lived in Pittsburgh for a while. And I'm assuming he was also like a fellow pizza maker who made a excellent eggplant parm. So he's probably a multi-fucking millionaire in Pittsburgh <laughs> at this stage in his life. And I said, Terry Bradshaw, most underrated quarterback of all time. Four rings, never lost a Super Bowl. Totally clutch. And he was known for airing it out. All right, fine. That much he shares in common with Brady and Pelichick. And Belichick. Ha! Thank you very much! (laughs) That Super Bowl that Eli Manning won, when he ruined that perfect season, that was unbelievable. People forget. It was an ice bowl before against Brett Favre. And... Everyone said, oh, Eli can't throw a spiral? Bam! 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 Meanwhile, who's the fucking jerk-off, okay? Eli Manning never got hurt. And then later, I have to have a conversation for my freaking engagement party, some jerk-off I never met before. He goes, how can you be the fantasy football? No, he says, how can you be a real NFL fan if you don't play fantasy football and I said how can you really be into girls only when you spent last Saturday night calculating the black to gray ratio on Brett Favre's ball sack ha thank you very much (laughs) so in honor of the Super Bowl being against Tampa Bay Bucks And the Kansas City Chiefs, I've decided to spoil my adoring do-it-all-dad audience with chapter 24 from the Great American Jew novel. Arguably my top three? No, arguably my favorite chapter. Converting Kansas City Christians. Joshua resented his mother-in-law imposing grace in their Jewish house. He resented finding out from his children, but his mother-in-law forcing them to do Eucharist, which is Ukrainian communion for those ill-informed, non-practicing, organized, religion-spurning, culturally identifiable Jews at home, (laughs) whose extent of original probing critical thought is retweeting whatever Sarah Silverman farts up after her weed brownies kick in. Ah, thank you very much! Joshua resented his mother-in-law's supposed enlightened English artist friend telling Joshua to his face he wasn't Jewish, despite her having zero knowledge of his southern-raised mother from Kentucky converting to Judaism before he was born. After his dad panned her into submission with his holy driving Hebrew hammer, Ronnie James Dio lives. Longtime Giant fan. 
Rest in peace. Holla. Thank you very much. Joshua got it. America was a Christian country outside of New York City, some parts of Florida, L.A., and Beverly Hills. Now, Joshua had no problem with this unless those Christians tried to define his own Jewish identity for him out of sheer overt spite for being a descendant of those darn Jewish Christ killers, despite no Jew actually being responsible for nailing Jesus to the cross itself because the chosen people tend to avoid toolboxes like lepers, nor were most handy enough with a hammer and a nail to hang up a bar mitzvah photo of their kids, let alone dexterous or in some cases even strong enough to hammer a nail through human bone and flesh with any semblance of follow-through precision. And can I get a holla for overwhelming you with more tsunamis? A-plus studded gemry. You're welcome. Holla. Thank you very much. Granted, Jesus was a carpenter, but I don't recall him hosting his own traveling home improvement show or ever being heralded in any of the four Gospels as the Bob Vila of Nazareth. What Gen X dads understands, holla, thank you very much. What Joshua had a major issue with was the Christian missionary types who jammed. Their Christ is your only savior or else you're screwed to a lifetime of eternal hell spiel down your throat, which couldn't be much worse than constantly being told by his in-laws and brother-in-law and their Christian friends how he wasn't Jewish enough and was some sort of imposter in their eyes because he was a too-tall Jew in comparison to his stumpy brother-in-law who could easily pass for a brewer, hipster hobbit. Yes, Joshua loved the Jesus spark of divinity. If Christians didn't make it a personal crusade to sell the Jews on why Jews should be for Jesus, knowing sales is more of a Jewish thing anyway. Also, anyone who puts Mel Gibson on a pedestal, who tries to whitewash a 2,000-year-old trope, he perpetuates in the passion about the darn heckling Jewish ancestors of Don Rickles being the ones who had the son of God's blood on their hands because they can't keep their mouths shut on top of their crafty insults and alien-powered forms of mind control being the deciding factor in whether the Romans and whether the Roman king Anton Pilate decided to crucify Jesus Christ for real this time. Can I get a holla for preaching the gospel a long time, all the time, holla. Thank you very much! So naturally, Joshua was a tad on edge at the American Royal Barbecue Championship in Kansas City because according to Joshua's estimates, Kansas City knows one fake news Jew, ex-Chiefs coach Marty Schottenheimer. That's it. Now the award winners were to be announced for best smoked brisket as Joshua, his plant-based cheese whiz, Schmendel partner and older brother, Smoker Jeremiah rubbed the star David around each of their necks for some last-minute good luck. The main judge, wearing a white-brimmed cowboy hat, sporting some kick-ass-looking black cowboy boots with bedazzled gemstones on it, looking like a husky or tiger king, grabs the mic and makes his announcement. And the gold medal winner for best smoked brisket for the American Royal Barbecue Championship. As if they don't hoard enough of the world's gold reserves already. Jeremiah, the kosher butcher, Schmendel. 
the plant-based cheese whiz king of Williamsburg and founding father of the do-it-all-dad hero food truck, Joshua Kornbluth. Come on up and collect your trophy and tell us what dumb hicks we are for insisting on reforming and replacing the Old Testament's dumb Jew dietary laws to suit our more manly, live off the land, a country boy can survive standards. Hank Williams Jr. lives. Holla. Thank you very much. And make your speech quick before you turn a barbecue championship into a Warsaw ghetto uprising. Joshua collects the trophy <coughs> for his Jewish brothers in arms and gives a quick speech wanting to get out of Kansas City in his brand new comedy Goldmobile in one piece. Joshua says, first, I want to thank the Almighty God for commanding your chosen people to follow Deuteronomy and follow kosher law so I can incorporate some much-needed self-discipline in my life, becoming a less all-over-the-place Jew in the process. Growing up in New York, I always loved cheesesteaks, and I wanted to replicate that joy since God became a permanent fixture in my heart after becoming an unplanned father of three to the most amazing, joy-spewing, beautifying, celestial beams of pure good, blasting light, imaginable. So I'd like to also thank my three kids, Matilda, Arthur, and Samuel, for bringing you into my life, Lord, and for granting me the continued blessing of getting closer to you every day, through loving, nurturing, and celebrating them every day, more than before. Yeah! 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 Chicago lives! Ha! Thank you very much! Last, I want to thank my new Jewish brothers from another mother, Shemendel, my plant-based cheese whiz genius, and his older master kosher butcher brisket smoker extraordinaire, Jeremiah the Great. We wouldn't have won this gold trophy if God didn't help us join forces together. Now, I know kosher meat is a foreign, strange substance to Kansas City Christians who haven't dared to sample our delectable first-place trophy-winning Smoked barbecue. One of our secret ingredients is Kansas City Pop, if you need to know, which gives the edges of the brisket its crispy, super sweet pop. We got 25 pounds left. It's on the house. The more Kansas City Christians we can convert to the kosher side, the better. So not only did I just offer one of our secret gold medal winning ingredients, I offered you God-loving Kansas City Christians free Incredibly more pricey cuts of kosher meat to counteract the age-old perception of us being nothing more than alien-colonized, predatory, devil-spawn who exists to exploit the easily-duped, brainless southern Gentile farmer for all he's worth. Now, who's with me, Kansas City? For the record, I think Brett Saberhagen should have been voted into the Baseball Hall of Fame already, especially over ex-Yankee Mike Meh. Musina, Joshua, gets a standing ovation for the second time in one week, converting the Kansas City Christians over to the kosher side as he takes a final bow for posterity's sake. This is the Doodle Dad Year podcast, dad-friendly entertainment for you and me, what Gen X dads understand, controlling our kids with comedy, can make our kids great again. My three fuss-free kids, 99, 
99.9 percentage of the time are living proof of it. Do your best to enjoy uh, the Super Bowl since democracy died. <laughs> and I'll talk to you guys soon. Yeah.